us at all. We're recording. Okay. What's wrong with you, nigga? You always fuck everything up. Anyway. What are you talking about, Vom? Shut your ass up, nigga. Anyway, welcome to the What You Saying podcast. So, in our podcast, we'll be talking about a lot of things relating to uh, social discord and just overall a lot of things pertaining to self-help and just anything, to be honest with you. Um, I'm Abu. You guys can introduce yourselves as well. Go ahead. Are you, you going to go? <laughs> nigga, it's you, nigga. Go, nigga. You opened your mouth. I'm, I'm Michael. Finger for it, nigga. <laughs> if I want to talk to the camera, I could talk to the camera. I'm Michael. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michael. What's anything unique about you, Michael? Are you a cool oh, guy? Oh, sorry. It's an introduction. I'm Michael. Yeah. I just um, said I'm a boo because I'm going to just leave my shit off last because I'm a real nigga like that. So that's just what it is. Go ahead, Michael. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm Michael. I don't know much to say about myself. I'm, I think, cool-headed. Uh, I am a Christian. And, you know, I move with these guys. Christianity is a personality type. That's, that's about it. For me. One of the ugliest introductions I ever heard of in my life. What, what do you want me to say? How about you Justin, go ahead, Justin. Move out the way, bit, dog. Justin, go ahead. Move out the way, bit, dog. Okay, let's go ahead and wait. Oh, not smooth, man, Justin. Come on. I don't even think it's you know? Oh, show us how it's done, Justin. What it do, man? I'm Justin. I'm just fucking with your eyes. Yo. I was going to... You fucked it in can't even get introduction. Let him go, Michael. <laughs> Justin, go. Go. Justin, go. Go, go. Uh, what, up? what up, y'all boys? I'm Justin, man. 24 years old. Living my life. Trying my best out here in these streets. Reside in Atlanta, Stone Mountain. You know, Decatur. What it do. You know? Mm-hmm. Just trying to do big things out here. Being successful. Strong, black, mm-hmm. successful man out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Nice to meet you, Justin. Nice to meet you too. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, um, I'm a boo. Um, I'm a college student. I'm 20 years old. Uh, I like to, I like a lot of things. I like to talk, obviously, because niggas made a motherfucking podcast. But um, yeah, I want this to be a nice experience and something that we could use as a mechanism to either showcase our dynamic to a lot of people or just a bigger audience of people and just see how people respond to what we say and what we feel and how we think about things. So I look forward to trying to keep doing this consistent with these consistently with these two niggas. Maybe I can Hmm. find my introduction from there. I'm Michael. I'm Michael. I didn't need your go ahead. I'm Michael, as I said before. I am a student of Middle Georgia State University. I am Nigerian. Uh, I like to do a lot of things. I like to think I'm multi-talented. I am basically pursuing a degree in IT. And yeah, 
this is a platform where we felt like our dynamic shouldn't have to be kept by ourselves alone. You know, we should share it with whoever's out there that's looking for a friendly voice and just looking at opinionated responses. So yeah, this is what you're saying. I like that. Somebody turn off their notifications on their phone. Hey, shut your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> you but yeah, so, so <laughs> is, is, is this part of that Stone Mountain, you know, features, huh? Just... Oh, I thought you were gonna say something completely different. <laughs> I thought Go you were the mountain off and just say uh, stone. But anyways, <laughs> let's continue. So, so today we're here to talk about um the effects of how 2021 impacted us. Um, coming into the new year and what are our expectations or standards, goals, and just things in general that we want to uh, push ourselves towards for the upcoming year. And just overall, what are we trying to do to be better people? And we can even talk about little elements of um, how last year was in terms of how we perceive the world and et cetera, and et cetera. Um, <clears throat> Michael. How was how was 2021 for you? Like realistically speaking, how would you um I guess sum up what you really learned from the year? And how's it gonna affect you as a man coming forward into 2022? Uh, for me, 2021 was an enlightening experience. It was a year that um a lot of things happened. We just started off with COVID. We just started off with my personal experiences. But 2020 year was more of like a year of awakening. You know, 2021. 2021, innit? Yeah. 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 The instances of how you could react to COVID. Now, some people reacted earlier in 2020, and some people reacted in 2021. But 2021 taught me how technologically inclined the world is. And based on me and personal experiences, I saw different social aspects of what the world is becoming today, and how our our experiences um, affect generations that are coming after us mm. um <clears throat> with that on a, with that being said when you say the world is technologically inclined how do you think the world is technologically inclined and in what go, aspects do you think you experience the the elements where it's like oh shit all right my nigga the infrastructure needs to change or um technology in itself needs some added development well um for starters, uh, the transition between physical, in-person meeting and remote was, I'd say smooth so far to my knowledge. I think um, it was pretty obvious that we were coming to the age of virtualization. And <clears throat> these are moments that different software has been waiting for. I apologize for being a little technical. 
because um, this is my department, but different subtweets I've been waiting for. For example, Zoom, for example, GoToMeeting, and those type of software that allow you to virtually meet other people. And these moments where like Zoom skyrocketed when COVID happened. And that is what I mean, like it technologically advanced us. Those people that weren't conversant with a computer needed to be conversant with a computer. Those people that knew these meeting platform existed had to teach themselves how to use those meeting platforms. And these platforms didn't stop at just creating the software. They started looking at different features that could make office meeting, board meeting become a better and safe area and protected air. So technology declined. I also mean, if we look at the gaming system, we look at um, virtual reality. We look how that's skyrocketed these days. So COVID has really let us look at a world where we don't have to literally be in physical contact to achieve whatever we want to achieve. And also I thought about um, I thought about people that worked from homes. It was more comfortable for uh, more comfortable for employees and employers because you know they had ways to connect to each other. So that's what I mean by technologically kind. Okay. Okay. That sounds good to me. I know I know for me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Zoom. So I felt like it was a it was a change that was like ah why why I gotta do this but at the same time I was like I'm not mad at it because to be honest with you it's quite convenient um and on a social scale a lot of things change too because like it's hard to engage with people on a different scale when you to be honest with you we're going through a pandemic and I think if I were to sum up this uh 2021 <clears throat> I would sum it up as a year of change. It was a year where if you were comfortable, my boy, if you didn't know how to adapt to this, this was going to be a tough year. This is going to be a tough year for you. You have to shift your mindset. You, need, you have to shift the way you view the world because at the end of the, world, at the, end of the day, the world changed. It's changed and you have to adapt to it if you want to be great. <clears throat> Justin, what do you think? For my 2021 experience? yeah and just how you perceive a lot of the things that are going on well my 2021 experience was actually my 2021 experience was kind of I want to say different but it was enlightening Mm -hmm. mostly because um I was graduating so I really had to settle down and actually figure out what I was going to do with my career and also with everybody being, you know, separated from each other, it actually got me to think about an isolation about what I really want to do with my life and with my career and the passions that I have. So it just kind of sort of opened my mind to different outlets that I can do to better me, essentially. And as I walk into 2022, you know, I'm just still trying to put those, really bust through those doors and walk through them proudly, essentially. Yeah, get those pieces together, huh? And just putting shit in motion. That's really all it is. Would you say that, like, if we were to, the, like, um, talk about how you perceive uh, 2021 and coming into 22, 2022 as, like, a puzzle 
and you're just grabbing all the pieces and you're just like, shit, all right, let me just set everything up for all your goals, huh? I mean, for my goals, it's just it's a, like a timely thing. I can't just really put everything out there, even though you could, but I don't think it's that great to do because if you do all that, you're going to miss something besides trying to take your time and actually trying to efficiently put stuff together. Yeah, I understand. So you're just trying to take things day by day, mission mm-hmm. by mission, huh? Yeah, Um. That's pretty good. That's really cool. Um, so how about um, on an interpersonal scale in terms of dynamics that you had with people and things that you were going, like, how do you, how do you think those dynamics have developed? Do you think anything has changed or do you think it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, it is what it ain't? Personally, uh, when it comes to people and how people have changed throughout the years from me meeting them is more so uh, is more so now what can you bring into my life that will support what I'm trying to do mm. Mm. so it's like mm. if mm. like when I was like maybe 2019, and I had a, and if I had some friends, I would like, you know, play games with them, do all that type of stuff. Now I'm in an age, even though I'm 24, but it still has an age where I actually need to put stuff in order for me to have a career. Like literally for like the past, maybe two days or two weeks now, I wake up and I think about what does my tax, not my tax, what does my credit score look like? Like what does that's that grown mentality? What what like what type of family man am I trying to be? Or like where mm. do I see myself in a family? And like the positions of that, like, do I have enough money to subside to actually create a family, build a family, do all that mm. stuff? So my mindset has changed. So with that the people around me have changed too. That's why, that's why you're the grandbrother group. <laughs> yeah. I don't thinking know. Of, thinking of the farm, man, isn't it? Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Um, Michael, what about you? On an interpersonal scale, because I know that you spend a lot of time um, with school digitally. So it was like, socially, yeah. how, do you, how did yeah. that affect you? Yeah, well, it did. <laughs> Point blank will stop. No, but um, it 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 did because school school kept me. And I think I think um, I think twenty twenty one was a year of you have time on your hands. How do you manage it? How do you handle it? Because it gave you. It took out the stress of oh, I gotta go out do this do that do that do that you know earlier parts of 2021 at least but socially it just because i'm to start off i'm not a social person and if there is not a common event 
or denominator bringing me in contact with a stranger, I'm not a type of person to go out and seek friendship from a stranger. So socially, it was just a matter of chatting to close friends. It was just checking up on the fam and this, that, and the third. But it gave me to a point of realization, okay, everybody is finding new avenues to make it in life. Like everybody's finding, like sometimes it, it takes away, we don't know the importance of us just having to sit down and experience the things around us. Like many things that were discovered in 2021 happened because the, the world stood still and people were able to reflect on what they could do about themselves. So personal relationships and anyhow that you look at it. So 2021 socially, it was an aspect of, and financially and just growth wise, it was an aspect of, I have this time in my hands. How do I impact my life at this time? So uh, if we look at like various things that happen, I just think, you know, people dealt with it in the way that they can with time in their hands. I understand. That's, yeah. Um, it was weird for me because when you, when you say it like that, it makes me think back to like how a lot of the year, I'm a person who I, I like to spend a lot of my free time thinking about my reality. So I felt like, okay, even though in terms of the, you know how a lot of people don't really spend that time, they're just working, go home, they're working, go home, or working, go home. Naturally, my natural purpose, even while I'm doing work, I'm thinking about this. Somebody could talk about something and make me uh, think about this and make me think about this concept and this concept and this concept. And then it just goes into an infinite loop in terms of, so I feel like last year was a year where it was the first year of my life where I was like, shit, Abu, you actually have to sit down and concentrate on these ideas and these concepts and these things that you think about. You need to create outlets for yourself that make these concepts not as abstract and all over the place as they really aren't. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, that the idea of this podcast, like, we should have already organized this. It shouldn't have took us as long as it took us to develop what we did. But at the end of the day, you can't hold back. You can't let the past hold back what you got to do now. So we took the time to, op you know, operate, build. And as time goes on, we're going to keep doing what we got to do. Because at the end of the day, you have to concentrate and think about a lot of the things that you're going through. But for me, in terms of my mental process, I was going through so much external shit to the point where it was like my nigga I I can't even really I can't even really think about everything that's really going on in front of me with proper clairvoyance it was weird that's what I, I always say and I'll continue to say 2021 was a hard year for me but it's probably one of the worst years of my life to be honest with you but it was necessary it was it was necessary. It was one of those things where sometimes you just gotta you gotta be kicked down a few a few notches 
to recognize that, okay, this is what I'm here for. This is what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it takes you getting down. And I think most times we lose the importance with the important things in every landmark or milestone that we get to, you know, sometimes it is not the specific milestone, regardless of failure or success. It is the experience that it took to getting down there. I'm not trying to be a, you know, Zed. No, it's, it's but, true. But, but, you know, when we look at scenarios that affect our lives, we look at, because I look at the world and I think, I look at a couple of scenarios, you know, I look at a couple of scenarios. I don't look at the world because I can't predict everyone's, um, everyone's uh, interaction. Trajectory. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I look at a couple of scenarios and I say, why did we, how did it end here? Why did it end here? Why did it result to this? And I find that it is the reaction of people that causes one thing to lead to another. Like I look at sometimes if we take one minute, two minutes to explain in whatever we're doing, it doesn't mean, it doesn't probably does not justify, you know, what whatever it is that I've done. But sometimes if I take one minute, two minutes to explain further, it can change the initial reaction of whoever I'm talking to or whoever I have the relationship. Yeah, I understand that. So, <clears throat> At the so end of I, I, I really cherish the saying that communication is key because sometimes it could be one extra action that can change, that can change the, the trajectory of something. Like I was listening, I think I was listening to a tech talk yesterday and this guy, background, family, not it. And uh, he was at the brink of shooting up a school, but he had mm -hmm. this one friend in school and that one friend did one thing was action he just asked he he the specific what he used was he treated him like he was human and that changed what he would have done to his school that he was going to at that time so we look at scenarios like that and we we think that okay how can the world do better because the way that we're going we're not doing better we're reacting off what we think people are doing, what we assume. And sometimes we're reacting on what they did, but where we change and where we say, okay, where we, where we take it another turn is if we ask the reason as to why they did that thing. And it's just about patience. It's also empathy too. Yeah, empathy. Empathy is very important when it comes down to um, the concept of empathy. Yeah, it comes down to the... Um, Justin, you've been cringing over there for like the last 10 minutes. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> empathy. Yeah, say, just say it. 
I have nothing to say. I'm absorbing what you're saying. I just, I just think the problem with the reality we live in is there is a infinite amount of spectrums to how people will think about things and how people people will think about situations. It's just like, all right, I'll use Justin's perspective as a baseline for what we're talking about. I'm not saying that Justin's perspective isn't, he's not going to give a fuck about other people, but realistically speaking, Justin has no incentive to give his value to those who don't have that same level of value. And it's it's not to say that, it's not to say that Justin don't give a fuck about nobody, but Justin is not going to give empathy to people who aren't enacting with empathy. They're not acting with empathy. Why would he do that? <clears throat> In terms of his perspective. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so when I use Justin's perspective as a guideline, think about, think about Justin's perspective and then mm-hmm. scale it to the dumbest nigga you know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Scale it to the dumbest nigga you know and you're going to realize that, damn, this is this is not what I meant. He mm. is an asshole. He's ignorant. He's enacting in this. He's doing this. He's doing this. And it's it's literally because at the end of the day, not everybody can really recognize reality on that full spectrum. I've I've come that's what I struggled with this year because it was like this like last year, I struggled with finding a balance in trying to help motherfuckers that honestly they didn't want to be helped they didn't want to be helped even though it was necessary for them to develop as a person they ain't want to be helped my nigga what do i look like realistically speaking we have a whole societal infrastructure built on developing these niggas i'm not here to fix your problem and i'm not going to be here to enable your problem but at the end of the day, if I see it, I can't just say nothing. So I think about that on a on a on a on a even bigger and even farther and marginal scale. And I just think that it's it's hard, bro. It's a hard reality we live in. It's it's really hard to ask people with no knowledge of things higher than themselves to reckon because we can say what we said we can say what we're saying because of the experiences of the things that we went through yeah. when it's related to the fact that we was at college we seen motherfuckers party we was motherfuckers partying you know what i'm saying like hmm. we can you know what i'm saying we we see this shit i mean we not see all this shit. partying but okay no i'm just saying me at minimum meaning like mm-hmm. shit I'm speaking for all of us, nigga. <laughs> did you party? He said, huh? I said, did you party? Not hard. Not no, like no crazy nigga. Like it's not that deep. I don't need to go to party yeah. every week. But shit, I partied yeah. enough, nigga. All of boo did was go to parties and stuff. Excuse you? Ball. But it's okay, man. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? All you did was go to parties and stand on the wall. I ain't mad at you. I did. I, I, I won't. I won't incriminate myself. At, at least at I least won't incriminate myself. <laughs> at, at, at least you did. You didn't have to because you know what you did, man. <laughs> nigga, I hang with wall sitters. Fucking supposed to do, nigga. What you mean, Bruh, Then why did you go? 
What you mean? No, what, I mean, I think why did you go, this, man? There is, a, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> support the homie. You follow the crowd, so yeah. Mm-hmm. The crowd? Not the crowd, man. You know what I'm saying? The crowd. (laughs) Michael, he went because that was a part of him trying to help the person out with his problem. No, nigga, fuck Ah. that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I I went, to be honest. He was showing empathy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moral of the story, though, mm-hmm. um, it's a hard reality we live in. Um, things, things do get difficult, and and that makes me think and wonder, what were some of you guys' coping mechanisms when things got like extremely hard for you? What were some things where it was like? Because, you know, a lot of people in this generation, they use weed, you know, they use working out, mm, 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 you know mm. what I'm saying? They mm. use cigarettes, they I'm use homework, no more. <laughs> they use crack, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, What's it's, up it's with a, that, though? I need to ask. Listen, they don't use crack for a coping mechanism. <laughs> yes, they do, Justin. Some people, that's arguable. That's an arguable concept, bro. That's an <laughs> arguable concept. Bro, it's arguable, but if you look at the bottom line, it's coping. Um, Let's think about anything we do, because how I think about um smoking, excuse me, smoking, drinking, all these taboo phenomenons in our society, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hookup culture, all these things. Mm-hmm. I think of them, I have to start mm-hmm. thinking of them. In the world we live in today, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we have to think of these things as something as simple as brushing your teeth. For me as a, For it's me crazy. as a person... <laughs> for me it's as crazy. a person Bro, it's hard on my it's, it's hard on my values is he only <laughs> me that is shocking right now the things i've seen these days i am shocked oh my, how do you somebody it's, between five minutes and you're already snogging and you're already kissing <laughs> bro it's I'm hard I'm it's, it's hard mm-hmm. on my values too bro it's that hard on my values it is different huh if, that, love, that love at first sight is different, man. If you want, you go get it. <laughs> it's hard on my values. There's love, there's love, there's infatuation, and then there's there's uh, sexual appeal. So you telling me if you found your quote unquote perfect female for you, which I don't know what the fuck that I, w- is. I wouldn't know. She's I, that, that, can I can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> This nigga said, fuck your hypothetical, Justin. Oh, fuck you, Michael. Go ahead. Justin, go. Justin, go. Justin, oh. go. Oh. Look, all, I'm I'm saying is, all I'm saying is this. If you found that very one special significant other, mm-hmm. would you not want to at least... Because, of course, essentially, you know, the talking and all that shit is going to lead into something else. So it's not really basically based upon, you know, 
I see you for five minutes, then whoopity whoop happen. Uh, it's just like sometimes you get that sense of chemistry and that urge to be like, okay, I feel like even though we've met for this amount of time, I feel like I've known you enough to take it to that next step, whether it be quote unquote good or bad for that. But I also, I also think though, Justin, there's an element of that to where it's like, if you split into spectrums that are like, if you split them into spectrums of a human, there's an element where it's like, all right, this is exploitation. This is exploitation. I didn't, I don't know where I was trying to say. Um, this is, it's exploitation. Um, this is, this is, I'm getting enough off of this bit I've been talking to for two weeks because at the end of the day, she doesn't value herself for who she is. Or I'm getting enough off of this nigga because at the end of the day, he feels like he needs to fuck bitches to be a good guy or be a valuable man. You know what I'm saying? So the, the spectrum to that is like, it's not, that's why it's hard for me in my value, in my thought process to think of sex and fucking random people like brushing my teeth That's because brushing my teeth is beneficial for it's beneficial it's it's not the same like i for me i know the scientific element of sex as well where if a a man and a woman have sex they're hormonally bonded and the hormonal bond is there's a reason for the hormonal bond you know what i'm saying Yes, we have the, the psychological knowledge to be like to 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 be like, oh, it's just endorphin. But realistically speaking, there is a there is a, a biological mechanism for human um what's the word called? Human courting. There's a biological mechanism for human courting, just like how there's a biological mechanism for bird courting. That's why the world, I'm not gonna lie, birth control has put a heavy effect on our reality and it's changed it to the sense of where it's like i'm not gonna go into the concept of whether i feel like it's something that's right or not or this and that but all these mechanisms that we have to avoid these certain things i can't help but feel like the root of these things come from something that is not healthy i think everybody wants their ideal dynamic in their ideal situation. And I also think that people should be willing to suffer for those things because these things are things that they want and know are good for themselves. They, they innately, it's not even want, it's need. These are things that they know they need to build the best reality they can build for themselves. For example, if a woman, if a woman comes and she say, I'm bisexual, I don't have a problem with a triad. I don't have a problem with being a second wife or this or that. She should not be going out to me, in my opinion, personally. She should not be going out and fucking every nigga that shows interest in her because that's not her, that's not her fundamental desire. You know what I'm saying? Yes, her desire is to feel needed, but that's not the real reality that she wants. And there's too many social norms that push her to go and decide, you know what, I'm gonna go fuck this nigga. Or, you know what, I need me some dick. No, you don't. I mean, yeah, psychologically and um, hormonally, once you get dicked once, 
the bitch don't want some more dick. That's just that's that's biology. That's just that's just reality. If a man busts a nut, he gonna want to bust another nut. That's the reality behind pleasure. That's the reality behind playing video games. That's the reality. It feel good. I want to do it again. And it might just come in my mind now that I really think about it. It might just come with the fact that our reality has a a heavy infatuation with pleasure. Heavy infatuation. But Justin, I went I went off topic in terms of what we were talking about. Moral of the story, and based off of what you were talking about, moral of the story, I think that sexual promiscuity comes from something that innately realistically speaking isn't good or sustainable for the longevity of a human being and it's hard for me to scale it with the mundane aspects of reality and being a person who loves themselves and takes care of themselves Damn, Justin, you mute. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm taking up what you just said, but you, you gotta understand that's that's you. Mm-hmm. Some people have to grow. Some people have to go through some things to actually get to where they're trying to go. Why do they mm-hmm. have to go through it? Because it's like, Michael, it's like what to, I just they said, have to though, go Michael. through it to actually learn a lesson so so i'm gonna i'm gonna kick you with this one michael i'm gonna kick you with this one you said you're a christian right correct please don't turn this light on you here i'm here you listening i'm listening so we went from you know just jumping the topic the topic today the first podcast congratulations we're doing great things y'all boys so So you know how when people come to a congregation, not even we're not even gonna go that far. Disclaimer: the person talking no. is a Christian. No, too. no, I'm a. I know I'm a Christian too. I fine. Yes, I'm a Christian. So when people give their testimonies, mm. they always talk about what they've been through. Because if you look at the word testimony, the first word that's in there is a test. Correct? Ooh. So that means you have, to go, you have mm. to go through something to actually explain how you got to where you are now. Mm. This mm. is wisdom. And I don't really mm. need to get all preachy, preachy, but that's essentially. Don't leave what, me. Don't leave me. Don't leave that's essentially <laughs> what it is. Yes, they put themselves in that situation, but they have to go through that situation to actually get to where they're trying to go. Justin, my worry with that element of what you just said is the fact that, to be honest with you, at what length do you recognize and, to be honest with you, say this is unhealthy? Just like like a person who smokes weed too much or a person who brushes his teeth every 30 minutes or somebody who flosses every 10 minutes? And just to say something or... real quick, sorry, sorry. And how much how much should be accounted for self-infliction? 
That's the second one. But go ahead for it. Go ahead, Abu. Because um, I basically said how much, how what at what lengths do you recognize it and basically say, all right, the problem with this culture is that in majority of most people, in the majority of most people, they can't handle it. Do you just is that really something that you should really have everybody who if 70% of the world thinks hookup culture is okay and there's enough statistical evidence that this shit is not good for none of us, at what length do you just realize and just make it an initiative to be like, this shit, we need to stop this shit. Or we need to minimize this shit. Or we need to make people recognize that, yes, it is okay to go, it's okay to to have sex with people you like, but there has to be an element and a a standard to it where self-love is involved, you know? Mm -hmm. There has to be a balance act to it. There has to be somebody, this is like, this is why down south, hookup culture is, I I mean this in the, the nicest way possible, but with my experience, I, I've been, I've been, uh, in a relationship for two years and to be honest with you <clears throat> if i were to go down um the people i've engaged with i would say if i were to enact in hookup culture i would have at minimum 10 bodies at minimum 10 different people at minimum and i would say that there is a lot of aspects that we grew up with down south that make make this infrastructure become a thing. Down south, we don't have um, sexual education. Or at my school, we didn't have sexual education. We didn't have sex ed. We had health that went over a few different types of diseases. They went over it once or twice, but my nigga, up north in certain parts of the United States, they have full-on courses. My nigga, they have nine, what is it, 18 weeks. 18 to nine weeks of somebody telling you this is why this is why what you need to look out for when it comes down to having intercourse with people and that's it do you you understand what i'm saying and and how i uh advocate and i guess recognize how different and how weird it is in terms of the culture down south it's like down south is so bad to the point where it's like um It's normal to get STDs, bro. Getting STDs is normal. Needs to be casually getting STDs, talking about some. Yeah, bro. I just had to just I had to just get these pills, man, and that was it, bro. And I was good. And I'm just sitting here, just like, my nigga, you you cool with this? But this shit in your system forever, my boy. This shit is in your body forever, my nigga. I understand what you're saying with the sex ed classes, but. When you, when you're present with stuff like that, you actually just basically normalize it. So yes, they're gonna stop people from. You're really not gonna stop people from having sex. You're just gonna have them more inclined to do it, but in a safe way. Yeah, but I guess my whole idea, the whole premise behind what I'm trying to say is that the people who chose to do it are educated on it. The, 
social social norms is not education. Social norms and things that we see in our society that are normal, like being on Instagram all the time, that's that's not education. You know what I'm saying? Snapchat, that's not education. You know what I'm saying? That's not informing people that, oh, um, if you look at your phone 10 hours a day for, for the next 30 years, you're probably going to have shitty vision. You know what I'm saying? That's not education. There's no disclaimers on these things. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's there's a, one of the there's a, sorry to cut you off, but that was, that's one of the fears of, um, fears of social media as well is the ability to misinform the audience, misinform its users, not even just social media as an entity, but the people in social media misinforming their users and their their followers, because what? I don't even think, I honestly don't even think, to be honest with you, there are certain things in this world, um, um, the reality we live in, so we have to cater reality based off of um, people who want to be alive, right? People who want to be productive to society, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And the country we live in, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we look like not informing your average American about the, the, con- the conceptual ideas of um, what you call it, sexuality? My nigga... Se- Sexuality needs to be a, a, a concept that needs to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else needs to be talked about? Um, just like how history needs to be talked about, mental, sexuality mental, needs to be talked mental, about. Mental, mental, mental health needs to be talked about. Yeah. These are things that if you want to learn about it, you either go and get a degree in it or you have to literally go and try to pick up a random book. Or, you know what I'm saying? You have to go, go out your way. I'm not trying to say that. Honestly, oh, you don't. You don't even these days. These days of technology, you don't really know that. You don't really have to go out your way. Honestly, is, we have it on different platforms that you know inform, inform that our videos out but there. It, that inform but it's but it's different. It's different when the concept is institutionalized. It's right. different. Right. It's different right. when the concept is institutionalized. I bet if we were to research. The statistical data behind an STDs in down south versus up north, because shit, we could even look at the data of COVID down south versus up north. We having more problems in Georgia than in Michigan they ever had. <clears throat> so I'm just saying it in a sense of once you institutionalize a concept. It can no longer be a standard where it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't. It's none of that. There's no fine line to it. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I think uh, the academic system fails. That's where I think that school is a sham. If, If I were to ever get to a point where I could make my own school, I would basically fill it up with practical um, classes and ideologies and courses because yes, literature is required to, literature is a requirement. Literature is necessary. Yes, learning about history is necessary. 
even though political race theory is some bullshit because i mean the name is just ridiculous like my nigga you were better off just using a general term for history you know what i'm saying you were you were better off just changing history to a political race theory my nigga like what nigga but um moral of the story what i'm trying to say is in terms of the reality we live in our our our, our country needs to do a better job at institute institutionalizing a lot of these things that we struggle with on a on a on a on a deeper scale if people knew the effects of hookup culture statistically speaking based off of the data that they just have even from fucking what 2019 money i don't i really don't think i really don't think it would be as prevalent and or as misused because whether people like it or not, it's a trigger effect onto these things like the divorce rates on men and women. You know what I'm saying? Like these hookup culture has an effect on that. It has an effect on that. Like Justin, I, think, I do get what you're saying because I think you're I think, a person I who- I think we should, we should look at, not to cut you off, sorry. But I think we should look at we should look at, we should look deeper into these things. You know, the aspect of why did you hook up culture become so, <laughs> become so, so, um, so frequent and become a norm? Why did, why did the rate of uh, young, young people smoking? regardless of cigarette to read why did the the data on that why did it skyrocket why why are these things why are these things considered coping mechanism why what are people not 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 necessarily running from or what is what is pushing people towards these things are we looking at peer pressure are we looking at uh mental um mental suppressants are we looking at are we looking at um well let's talk about the normalization if you want to talk about that on a conceptual scale um let's be real uh using drugs is normalized it's normal it's you go to a pharmacy and you can get anything you pretty much want with with a doctor's note yeah no <clears throat> not 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 yeah you using Using drug is normalized, I know, but I'm coming from an aspect of why is it, why did it become normal? And I'm not talking about medical drugs. I'm talking about- uh, But I'm saying that medical drugs made um, uh, recreational drugs normal. That's what I'm trying to say. I no, mean, we're you, living- you can't, you can't do that though. You can't no, say- you, what no, you mean you no, can't do that? You can't you can't blatantly it, it could have an effect, but you can't blatantly say that the use of medical drugs gave way to why people smoke weed today or why people huh? Yes, you can. Yes, no, no, you no, no, can. no. I'm not I'm not saying I'm I'm saying you can't blatantly, you can't you can't completely depend on the fact that yes, using can. medical drugs is I can say. I can say it's, can about say it's 70, a reason, it's a part of it. I can say it's 70% of the reason. 
Okay, I respect that. I can say it's 70% of it. If a majority yeah. of the country are opioid, addicted to opioids, my nigga, that's normal, bro. A majority of the country is addicted to opioids, bro. Yeah, I'm not talking about weed. Weed, opioids. weed is nothing to weed addiction is nothing to opioid addiction. No, it's no, but nothing at, to opioid no. Let's addiction. let's look at let's look at opioid. Where did opioid? How did opioid originate from? Opioid originated because it was you know medically prescribed, and it be, because it became a pain suppressor, right? Mm-hmm. And you know when you start using something very frequently. And it gives so much relief to the body. You're inclined to keep using it, regardless of a doctor's prescription or not. So opioid opioid use came from, I believe, not not relying on any specific data, but I believe that it came from uh, doctor's prescription and then peer prescription, and then that skyrocketed. But we're looking at something like Let's say, let's say cocaine, for example. Does anyone know what cocaine can be used for medically? Educate me. Um, I don't know anything about cocaine, bro. Okay. But we look at cocaine for an example. What, what is the reason? Can, you, can we use weed as an example? First and foremost, cocaine. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to use weed because... Cocaine um, it's, wasn't it's, really used as a medicine i believe it yeah. was it more so skyrocketed in the what 70s but if, that was yeah but if you look at it uh if you want to go in history the first use of cocaine i think was with coca-cola they but did put they, that shit in coke but it wasn't really it wasn't really prescribed as a medicine. It's just okay. the fact that people got control of it and then they started think, distributing it to other people. That's all it basically I, I think I think I was just thinking about it even more, Michael. You remember how I was saying when things get institutionalized, it changes everything? Mm-hmm. Medical giving people opioids is institutionalization of drugs. Giving people medication is institutionalization of drugs. Yeah, but that's a tricky area, Abu. That's no, a really tricky area because, Michael, how can you? When, how can you? When, when? When can you? When? When do you put the accountability of misuse on? Uh, a, a medical organization. My nigga, it's medical a factor in terms of exposing it, exposure. It's a factor of exposure, my nigga. That's, that's the cost. You can't, you can't I look mean, at it like listen, that. Listen then you're going to be saying that no drugs should be, no, no drugs should be introduced. Because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the likelihood, I'm saying that the likelihood of misuse is a, is an effect of, it's just one of those things that's going to happen. It's bound to happen when you expose something like opioids when you when you put these things out there when you mass produce them it's go, misuse is going to be an issue and to be honest with you we can still hold the companies accountable because realistically speaking why the fuck don't y'all have real 
sufficient and effective coping mechanism, not coping mechanisms, but uh, just overall, um, you know how like kind of like I guess therapy, I guess. Well, you're, why, you're, do you're they, why do they not open uh, mechanic uh, me- mechanisms and different avenues to to take them off the use of these drugs? Let me let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of what I'm trying to say. So, antidepressants. We know that antidepressants. The problem with antidepressants is, um, depending on what you take, whatever hormone slash chemical it supplies your brain, your brain does not create enough for it, right? Why your brain, your, your brain produces less and less of it the more and more it's given from your antidepressants. So what I'm trying to say is, why would we normalize something like antidepressants? Yes, there's people with really bad depression, but at the end of the day, why are we not normalizing the infrastructure that doesn't have a long-term negative effect on people? We should have, instead of, instead of giving people antidepressants, we should have put a major emphasis on psychology. But you know why? Institutionalization. You, they said, we gonna make hella money with these opioids. That's, bro, that's literally what it is. Your doctor is making money off of you being addicted to shit that makes you either happier or shit that makes you feel less pain. Your doctor is literally making bank off of that shit, my nigga. I think we're saying the same thing. I, I, I think I think we're driving at the same point. Here. No, we're I'm not because saying. you were saying don't blame you don't don't I shouldn't blame it completely on institutionalization. And I'm trying to tie it back to the fact that once you institutionalize the concept, the spectrum becomes way broader because the exposure on it is just the exposure is crazy the exposure that you get huh for making something a part of the system is what nani hey okay i i understand where you're coming from and i agree with it but it's like i don't want us to leave out I don't want us to leave out some aspects of some things that should be accountable, that we should, we should, we should take account, we should take, you know, people accountable. Personal, uh... Personal accountability. Because we're talking, we're saying, okay, they did their bit, their bit, their bit. These organizations did their bit. This entity did their bit to push these things out there, to make it, you know, known that purposely on purposely to make it known that these things are available like opioids opioid production you know just to make people know that these drugs are available but where i come from is that though they make it known that these drugs are available at some point do misuse would do do the responsibility of misuse fall on these victims um because we can say we can say oh let's say 50, when, let's say 50% of the land in Georgia is weed michael hold on michael. I'm, I'm not done i'm not done i'm not done go ahead when we say 50% of the land in Georgia is weed and they say okay we know we know the good and bad for weed if you want it come get it it's free and 
let's say 60% of people go there and 40% don't go. Are you going to say because they made this thing free and open that the 60% should not be accountable of smoking that weed? That's, that's the way I view your point of view right now. I, I understand the fact that these entities should be responsible for, you know, the, the pushing, uh, I, I forgot the word. I don't, I don't know what the word to use, but the enable, enable the commercialization. Yeah. Enablement of these things. But also I know I've never been in such pain and I hope I don't be in such pain, but I know it can be difficult if you're in such pain and you see opiate right in front of you and you're disciplined not to take it without any, you know, psychological help, it could be difficult. But at what point do we keep these victims accountable of doing that? Because we can keep going back and forth. There's always some form of enablement that is going to be out there to do something that is not meant to be done or something that should be done this way. As long as there's not an institutionalized um, version of a coping mechanism slash healthy coping mechanism, it don't matter. Like, what I'm trying to say is if you put a crack dealer in the hood, I'm sorry, but motherfuckers is going to start buying crack. But if you put if you put a therapist in the hood, motherfuckers might start going to the therapist. That's how I think of institutionalization. They put it out there before they put opioids out there. Your doc, my nigga, if I were to go to a doctor right now and I said my ankle hurt and my ankle been hurting me for years, he gonna put me on pain medication. He's not gonna say, oh yeah, you need to, what you need to do, sir, is ice it, stretch it, um talk to a uh he's not gonna tell me who i'm supposed to talk to he's gonna give me opioids he gonna give me painkiller prescription shit i'm gonna respect, be like i respect uh, that point of view so you're what i'm trying absolutely right at the end of the day i'm not saying that people shouldn't be accountable for it but nigga michael if me and you are sitting in a if we're sitting in a store and the store is full of candy, what is me and you going to buy? And we're hungry? What are we going to buy? Candy. Justin, what do you think? Well. What do you think? Well, well, well. First and foremost, if you have a doctor who just prescribes you prescriptions, Find another doctor, number A. <laughs> um, number B, there are actually uh, doctors out there who take the time out and actually try to... Okay. Try to take the time out to actually help you with your problem. Like, um, for instance, what year was it? Whatever, whatever year it was, I had like... Uh, well, I really have chronic knee problems anyways. That's just, I'm an old ass bitch. But um, I've had like <laughs> chronic knee problems ever since I was like a little kid. Nobody really, and my parents took me to every doctor they could and they really couldn't find out anything. Um, 
And I think it was until maybe, I'd just say 20, let's go with 2018, maybe 2015, 2017. Um, Ashley went to a doctor and they were like, okay, so it's not really stemming from your knee. It's more so stemming from your lower back. So I had to go to therapy. So mm-hmm. it's essentially it's essentially not the how can I put this? It's essentially the patient because if the patient doesn't go for a second uh, opinion, then it's upon the patient's. Problem. Okay, Justin. Justin. Yes. What do you? Justin, I'm you know how you, who are, what are you, who are your parents, Justin? Like, are, what is the background of your parents in terms of institutionalized schooling? Like, <laughs> like, did they go to college? Did they go to college? No, you know, you know, regular public school system then. No college, and then they're they're schooled. Yeah, yeah. But do yeah. you? But do you, did you hear college? Did you hear yeah. that? Did, did did I hear college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're well educated. When you have well educated people, you're going to have. Guess what? Guess what? You're going to have. You're going to have well educated responses to situations, no matter what the situation. I mean, just because college is there doesn't really mean anything. College is just another institution. If we, Justin, but you just said institution. <laughs> institution. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, Justin. I'm not saying that anomalies don't exist, but. My dad was not educated with a college degree. If my situation was your situation, Justin, I'm going to the doctor and the doctor is giving me the medication and that's it. It's nothing. We're going, we're going home. That's it. Take the medication and go to bed. Facts. In fact, we're not even taking the medication. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering. I'm just suffering. I'm just suffering. So, Justin, I'm not not saying I'm not invalidating your situation and saying that oh, um, but most people, realistically speaking, are not educated enough to do that. Most people are not educated enough and don't have the funds to to go to a doctor whenever they, um, whenever their knee hurts or you know what I'm saying or their or their head hurts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. There definitely needs to be a better infrastructure on telling people that, hey, you need to go to the doctor. When your shit hurts, you need to do this. But once again, there's institutionalized and institutional issues relating to that. There's structural issues relating to these concepts. And that's why I say what I say with all of these issues. If Black people were exposed a majority a majority of black people were exposed to um to to good schooling and good stuff the person the persona that black people have would not would not be so bad i mean goddamn motherfuckers pay almost 30 grand to go to hbcus 
to have roaches in their fucking room. My nigga, I'm sorry, but they're not the top of the top schools, bro. A majority of your HBCUs are barely afloat, and motherfuckers is paying a million dollars damn near to go there. Not a million dollars, but you know what I'm saying. They putting themselves a hundred thousand dollars in debt <clears throat> after about what three years, to be honest with you. So what I'm trying to say is that we live in a world where it's so big to the point where it's like, all right, my nigga, this this concept is just is deeper than just um a person waking up and realizing that, hey. I need to do this. I got to do this. But yeah, Um, it was a great conversation, guys. Um, I think we'll elaborate it. We'll elaborate on it more in the future. What are you saying? What you saying? It's just uh, it's been a great conversation, guys. Don't do that, bitch ass nigga. You bitch ass nigga. We're gonna asshole. You sound like you, you sound like, you sound, like you sound like them YouTube tutorials that say come back next time and we'll nigga, be here. please. Nigga, please. That's exactly what this is, nigga. No, no. <laughs> for real, for real, for real though. For real, for real though. This has been an enlightening conversation. Because so you stopped think, him just so that you can say that? Just so you can say it, bitch wow. ass nigga. But, why you think but I just say why you, you think know I was I saying what I was saying? You know I see um, it better. You know, I say it better. Nigga, so please. Say it better. Nigga, please. You know what? Host the next one, Putney. Let me see what's going to happen when you host the next one. Anyways, yeah, anyways, as I was saying, mm-hmm. it's been a great conversation, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We thank uh, everyone here. Uh, I don't find the words to say. Look at you. Look at you. You cut me off just to fumble. We thank everyone here for. You made me lose my momentum. momentum. Can't even get the words. You can't. You can't. You can't get your mental together from a fucking outro, man. Justin, what you saying? Justin, what you saying? (laughs) Just, just, just just go ahead and do the outro, Justin. What you saying? I'm gonna let Michael ponder upon what he's trying to think because he's thinking real hard. So I'm gonna let him have. (laughs) Okay. Trying to think of some witty shit. We could do that. We could do that. No, but. And in for overall though, we we do appreciate you guys for listening. We have touched on some topics that you know can impact my life, can impact your life, impacted my life, enlightened me, and you know hopes to enlighten everyone else out there. Uh, once again, a mic and that's a boo, and that's Justin. Uh, we're nigga, what the fuck you think this is? Power Rangers, Ooh. nigga. Like, I'ma just catch on to that. Like, nigga, Ooh. if you gonna throw me an alley oop, throw me a real alley oop, nigga. Like, you throwing the basketball at the rim. And I just did, and you job. missed it. Look, you see both. <laughs> nigga, of you please, missed. nigga, please. No, no, but we do appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is the What You Saying podcast. Um, see you guys very soon. Oh, shout out to our first episode. Very first episode. Yeah. Very first episode. Yeah. Um, we hope hopefully many more to come. Yes. We yes. Yes. Viewers yes. or not, and we hope to impact many lives out there because we want to 
be able to express what we think about the things that goes on around our lives. And, you know, you guys can also leave feedbacks and impact our lives through comments and messages as well. The Instagram is what you saying uh, without the G. It'll probably be in the description, Loki. 612. Thank you. Before I was rudely interrupted by my colleague over there, because, you know. Anyway. Things don't matter. Anyway. Anyway. Just anyway. Ain't got anything to say. We're ignoring a boot. Just ain't got anything to say. <laughs> Man, listen here, y'all boys. Mm-hmm. It's been a great first episode. Ooh. I appreciate y'all. Boy, you don't have to know. Don't do that. Mm. I don't need no popcorn corner, nigga. I don't need no amen. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas like you make me not want to do an outro. Wow. I just I just see I just seem to be the common denominator today. You know? Don't make me mute your mic. Hang up on Michael. Right? Don't make me mute your mic. Huh? Don't make me mute your mic. I see the, I see 2021's fucked you up, huh, Michael? Socially, what, what you got Excuse going on, boy? What are you trying to say? I still remember how to interact. Anyway. Anyway. All of the story. Anyways, anyways. It was a it was a good little chitty chat, Mike. Um, we touched on some heavy topics, you know, mm. hopefully, hopefully when we come down to the line, we can actually talk more about it, you know, be more educated about it. But, uh, as this podcast continues to grow, we will be better, yes. we will better ourselves to mm. help better other people. Amen. You know, Amen. Bro. Mm. Amen. We hope to continue to do our best. Abu, anything from you, sir? Niggas. Uh no. Uh I look forward to uh getting on you motherfuckers' nerves. We <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.